The safety of your loved ones has never been more important. That's why Safety Insurance offers the Drive with Safety app, which gives you the ability to monitor driving habits that will help improve the performance of every driver in the family. Plus, save 5% on your auto policy. Ask an independent agent about Safety Insurance. We'll help you manage life's storms. Are you ready for this? Do, 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 do. It's Felger and Matt. Yeah, stupid, my uh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Well, the New England Patriots have a new offensive coordinator. And... Uh, it's a name that is very familiar in New England, familiar in the NFL. A guy back in the NFL who had been a successful head coach with the Texans, but for whatever reason didn't get a single head coaching interview. Bill O'Brien. Chris, that was something you caught wind of weeks ago. Um, the Patriots had to keep the cards close to the vest for a variety of reasons. The Rooney Rule now applies to coordinator hires, so they had to go through a process, and we end up where we thought we were going to be. With a real actual offensive coordinator with experience running an offense, now running the New England offense, a change that had to be made by Bill Belichick after last year's failed experiment with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, two non-offensive coaches who were given the reins, primarily Patricia, to the New England offense. Yeah, I think this is a it's a positive move for the New England Patriots and you know, and for Mac Jones, I think it's a double whammy. It kind of covers both areas here. One, we know they needed, you know, a real offensive coordinator. Billy O'Brien understands how things are done in New England. You know, there's going to be no systematic adjustment in any way. And then there's history with Mac Jones as well. So all of that makes sense. Sims with the news you know by now the Patriots have officially well maybe not officially have they sent out a release no these are just multiple reports that uh, Bill O'Brien is in fact in the fold with the Patriots we'll take it as fact and go from there and we'll do it with the big boy Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal how you doing Greg good what's up fellas Maz Murray hi Greg hi Mike hello, hello. enough the pleasantries big boy Tuesday is presented by Uber Eats if you haven't ordered with Uber Eats before you'll want to give it a try right now because first-time users can get $30 off each of their first three orders with promo code HUB. So by my math, that's $90 with of Uber Eats. Okay, but you have to use promo code HUB, H-U-B. Just enter that promo code once, and it will stay added to your account for your first three orders. Taxes and fees do still apply. See Uber Eats and the Uber Eats app for availability. Greg, your thoughts on Bill O'Brien. I guess, what's next? What's the most important part of the story in your mind? The most important part of the story now that what we thought was coming has come is what does the offensive staff look like? Are they going to empower Billy O'Brien to hire his own staff to do what he thinks needs to be done to field a representative NFL offense uh, in this league? Or are we just going down the same old road where Bill says this guy's going to be our offensive line coach? Burt Breer has reported that Adrian Clem is having a second interview that would seem to indicate that they want to get him in front of Bill O'Brien. I don't agree with that, and I'm sure we'll get into that. I just want, look, you hired the guy. You're bringing him back. He was a successful NFL head coach for seven years. He has been an offensive coordinator here, uh, ran Penn State, was the head coach there, has 
you know, been at the top of college football with Alabama and learned some new tricks there as far as, you know, spacing and things like that with the college game, let him do his thing. Like, Bill, you don't know offense. We know that now. You don't know modern offense. Let somebody who is a quote-unquote expert that you have hired do what he needs to, to do to get this team going in the right direction. Why don't you like Adrian Clem? Well, I mean, I don't know Adrian Clem. I just when I heard his name, when it came up, I texted people in Pittsburgh, and they're all like, no, stay away. Like, you know, he was an assistant offensive line coach for two years there. He was promoted to head offensive line coach, and he didn't even last a year. And what I was told is that he was looking for other jobs, found one in Oregon, Tomlin found out, and told him you can leave. And he left after with two more games to go. The Steelers won those two games to get into the postseason that year. So he didn't even finish out the year? Didn't finish out the year. Okay, go ahead. And I haven't I haven't received great reports about him at Oregon. I mean, I just don't understand why he would be the offensive line coach here. What other than being a player here, and was he even that good here? No. Oh God, he was a non factor. Yeah. Other than being Bill's first pick with the Patriots, what tells you that he's he belongs in this system? Nothing. Look and and I'm sure we'll, you know people remember when Bill O'Brien was head coach of the Texans, I went behind the scenes with the Texans with how they game plan offensively for multiple days. I was down there for a week in Houston. When you were with Sports Illustrated? When I was with Sports Illustrated. I remember this. So I have seen everything up close. Now, Bill O'Brien was a CEO head coach at that time. George Godsey was his offensive coordinator, and he coordinated the game plan. But I understand – and. and from talking to Brian Hoyer was there at the time as a quarterback. Uh, other people who were with the Patriots, they told me that basically they were doing things the way the Patriots do things. And there is a lot on the offensive line coach. I mean, basically what happens is they have the plays and basically turn it over to the offensive line coach and say, you get it blocked up against what we're going to see from the defense that week. It's a lot. I mean, that's why Dante Scarnecchia was so important and the good – Line coaches, whether it was Carmen Brasillo, who Josh took to Vegas, the guys that could do that job. Not everybody can do that job. So, I mean, Bill O'Brien has history with guys like uh, the guy from the Bills. What's his name? Uh, Doug Marone. Doug Marone, his best friend. They've been together. But also Mike Devlin was Bill O'Brien's offensive line coach with the Texans. I think his entire run, he is now assistant line coach with the Ravens. He, he, Billy knows him. He trusts him. He knows how to do that job. He's the type of guy that you can get with a promotion. So just you, you got the guy now after you screwed the pooch last year. You got the guy now. Now empower him. Let him do his thing because you don't know the offensive side of the ball in the modern game. Josh McDaniels basically did everything. Go back to that. Okay, Let so, him do it. So big question there is the staff, Maz. Second one is... Scheme, what are they going to run? Good question. Are they going back to Josh McDaniels and Bill O'Brien? And the, are they going to completely scrap everything that they did last year and go back? Or are they going to try and incorporate some of that and go forward with a hybrid? What would you do, Maz? I would uh, maybe try to incorporate some of that, but I would go back to what Mac Jones is built for. I'd scrap anything they did last year. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with the Patriots system? Uh, well, nothing. I mean, I, t- I never complain. The only thing... I thought, 
you know, had some merit was Brady made it too complicated because he was here too long. Mm-hmm. And so it was tough for him to get on the same page with new receivers. So, like, other than that, though, I never had a problem with the Patriots' scheme. Did they run the same offense at Alabama when Jones is there? Greg? As as the Patriots, as the Patriots' old offense. No, 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 no. I mean, it was it's a it's similar to it. There's a lot of similarities, but you know, here's the thing with O'Brien and, and why I didn't believe any of this. You have to simplify stuff, and you know they haven't been able to develop receivers. Look, O'Brien had like six different not good quarterbacks in in Houston and made the scheme work with all of them. Now Hoyer and Mallett had been here, you know, but they brought in you know Osweiler was you know okay for a short period of time there. He made that system work for Deshaun Watson. He retrofitted it for Deshaun Watson, and he took off, you know, for a while. And then in Alabama, he's been able to work with young quarterbacks. So O'Brien knows what he's doing in that regard. And again, I just think they need to empower him. But as far as Mac Jones, I think this is this is significant. I think number one, it tells you that it's a win for him because this is the type of system that he likes. And probably type of preferred coordinator that maybe he let people know about inside the building, maybe ownership. So and again, they when you say it in that direction, the, the kind of system. I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you think they're bringing the Alabama thing here? I mean, like what, it doesn't really. It doesn't. You guys are getting lost in the weeds. That doesn't matter. But just it, just in terms of what do you mean it doesn't matter? No, it, Mike. It's you're 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 making a mountain out of a molehill. It's not a big. There's not a big difference. Okay. Billy ran the Patriots system. It doesn't matter what Alabama. What does it matter what Alabama did? Because that's what Mac Jones. Really yeah, you yes, just said but Mac, Mac Jones. We saw Mac Jones as a rookie in the Patriots system. Okay. Be successful. I, I guess so I'm... I don't understand why we're talking about it. Go ahead. So I look. It's a win for Mac Jones. It's getting back to where he and David Andrews have control at the line of scrimmage. Now I'm assuming that because Billy agreed to come back here, they're doing that. Because that was one of the questions going into all of this on whether Bill was going to force what the changes that he wanted to do last year, whether he was going to force that down everybody's throat. That's, uh, that's sort of what I'm driving right. at. Go ahead. Keep going. So I, I think the the way I'm reading it, the way things have gone, I think it's getting back to the McDaniel system, not a total snap of the fingers because it is different because Billy has different experiences and things like that, but it's getting back to the bones of the system that Mac Jones is comfortable in. Okay. I mean, the, just quickly, the Jones part of it, to me, is an important part of the story. I felt this way all the way along. The fact that it's O'Brien, as we thought it would be, tells me that Jones was in favor of O'Brien being here. If Jones objected to that, there's no way they'd make this move. All right, so uh, things to consider going forward. What's the staff going to look like, and is he going to have his hand in it? And is an early sign of Adrian Clem coming back a sign that maybe he won't. And how do we feel about that? What kind of system is he going to run? And I, I know, Greg, maybe that's getting into the weeds, but, you know, is everything they try – is this just going to confirm that everything they did last year was really for the benefit of Patricia and Judge? Yes. Because they couldn't keep up with what the – it was about them, about those two, and not about the coaching. And so basically anything that was done last year is, is going to be scrapped. I mean, and out there, do, what do you want the Patriots offense to be? Do you want it to be like the old school Patriots offense, which is, you know, multiple, obviously. Do you want it to be a little more collegey? 
Does it need to be a little bit more college meaning more RPOs and that sort of thing, stuff like, like they would run at Alabama? A, a few more simple plays than they've had. I mean, you know, they're going to have to get back to the screen game and actually get a passing back that they can do things with. But, the, yeah, they, they need some, a more layups than they had last year. Okay, another thing that I know I don't think you buy, Greg, but is Bill O'Brien a package deal for another quarterback? Like Tom Brady. Just give me a second on that. <laughs> no, I don't think that Tom Brady is any sort of calculation in any of this. No. Okay. Uh, okay, so we can talk about that. I also want to talk to you about, uh, you know, the team, and uh, after watching Divisional Weekend, just how far away the Patriots are from these teams that we've been watching. And if they're going to close that gap, where does it come? Beyond just the coaching. Or is it just the coaching? If they get the coaching right, are they right there? I mean, I think that was by far their biggest problem last year. So how much of that gap does having a real offensive coordinator and a real offense uh, scheme and all of that, all that being functional again, how much of that gap does that close? I think it closes uh, uh, some of it uh, and maybe a decent amount. What do you think out there? What do you think, big boy? We'll get to all these questions with your calls at 617-779-0985 right after these words. Boston's home for sports. Boston's number one afternoon radio program for a reason. Always stupid with the purpose. It's Felger and Mass, 98.5 The Sports Hub. I don't love O'Brien. I think O'Brien's a case Let's where... start with that. That's as, He's as good as you're going to do this year. And they just Why don't they you love need him? the best option. I look at the offenses he had in Houston, and yes, some of the years there, the personnel was bad. But, you know, how many years did he have Deshaun Watson with DeAndre Hopkins? The highest that offense ranked was 11th. It wasn't great at Alabama this year. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. There's also the question of, you know, and we'll get into this later, the number one receiver, does hiring Bill O'Brien take DeAndre Hopkins off the table? And who would you rather have? Now, ultimately, he's a guy who's been an OC in this league. He's been a successful OC in this league. I think he's a great guy for quarterbacks, which really is at the top of my checklist. So I'm not going to sit here and say they shouldn't hire him. He'd be a good hire. He'd be a good hire, but I don't. You don't love him. Alex Barth last week. How to respond to those criticisms, which he's not alone in. Bill O'Brien wasn't that good in Houston. He wasn't that good in Alabama. They're glad to be, be rid of him. What do you say to that, Craig? I thought it was pretty good in Alabama. I mean, they, they lost two games on the last play of the game. I mean, they were top, I think they were top six in scoring in the NCAA this year or yards, whatever. And in Houston, look, they never, and part of this was his problem and there were a whole bunch of different circumstances with Houston where, um, you know, I think O'Brien has kept his mouth shut on a lot of stuff that went on there, but the ownership got involved in a lot of stuff. Like, I don't think O'Brien wanted to be general manager. I think they basically pushed him into that. Uh, but they never had a good offensive line. Their offensive line was always terrible there. But I thought, look, they won four division titles. I mean, I thought he did a good job with what they were saddled with. They never got the quarterback until they got Deshaun Watson, and I thought he did a pretty good job with them. I mean, I think he he beat the Patriots once, and I think twice he was within one score of the Patriots, you know, as as Texans head coach. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I look, I think Billy's good. I think you, it's fine. If, if you wanted to look at this as like this, this was any other team and you looked at the search, you could be like, okay, yeah, I don't love Bill O'Brien as a candidate. 
is the New England Patriots. It's Bill Belichick. This was going to happen. Something along these lines was going to happen. So you can dream about coordinator X and this offense, Y, or whatever you want, but that's just not reality here. So this is the best that the Patriots were going to do, and I think O'Brien is good at his job. I do. Alex Barth might be right. He might be right. What I know, though, is that last year was a disaster. At least this guy's been an offensive coordinator and a head coach in the league. So now where's it go from there? No idea. Could it completely fail? Sure, absolutely. It's better than what they had. I don't know if it's the best option, but I didn't see any other great ones out there. Okay, as promised, to your calls. Let's lead off with the Julian in Hopedale. Go ahead, Julian. I think this is going to help their offense enormously. I mean, Matt Coates. Matt's coach was Bill O'Brien. He knows the Alabama system. He has had experience in Boston before. This is going to help him immeasurably. It'll help him immeasurably, Julian. I'm going to cut you off. Help him immeasurably because it's a functional, real offensive coordinator. It's not Matt Patricia, and it's back to sort of closer to what Mac Jones started with. Uh, Bill O'Brien did not coach Mac Jones at college. Okay, It was kind of the other way around. People always get this wrong. Mac Jones was done with his playing at Alabama. It was the spring semester when Billy O'Brien arrived, and Mac Jones helped tutor Bill O'Brien on the Alabama system, not the other way around. Okay, so that's their working relationship. There was one more thing that he said. I can't remember. But anyway, the Alabama system. I'm just curious how much of the Alabama system we're going to see here. How much do you want to see? And and what is that, Greg? Is that just more spread? I mean, if, if they did more Alabama stuff, is that more spread stuff? Yeah. I mean, they'll just use space a little bit more. But the college game is much different than pro game because of the hash marks and, and what you can do. You have a lot more space on the field where the, the NFL game is, is is much different. It's much more in the middle of the field. And I think that, you know, I think that Mac, Bill, Billy will talk to Mac and say, what stuff did you like that we did at Alabama? And he'll incorporate that stuff. And as far as the DeAndre Hopkins stuff, first of all, you know, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, you know, what are we talking about? He's, you know, over 30. He's going to be 31. The steroid suspension. Yeah, nice player. He makes a ton of money. And, you know, I know there's a quote out there that says he didn't have a relationship with O'Brien. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, how many people would say that they have a relationship with Bill Belichick? I mean, DeAndre, the fact of the matter well, is I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I mean, no relationship, but do they hate each other? Didn't no. O'Brien get rid of him? Yes, but again, I don't think that was his call. I think that was ownership's call. Now, the fact of the matter is he was highly productive under Billy O'Brien. He got an, one extension under Billy O'Brien, and then whoever decided we're not giving them him the big money extension when he's getting up there in age – he got traded to Arizona when he was 28. You know, that was a business decision, I think, on the part of ownership with the Texans. And so um, yeah, I don't think that there's an issue there if this somehow comes to pass. This doesn't concern me because I don't want DeAndre Hopkins. I don't me want him me either. either. I want nothing to do with him. You know, if it was someone I wanted, I, I would consider it more. But I, I don't want Hopkins. Draft a guy. Bob in Londonderry. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, guys. Hey, I was just wondering. I hear all the talk about the Pats you know, what they're doing to improve this and that. And I don't know whether you agree or not, but I've always noticed, even just before Brady left, the Patriots have become a butterfinger team. Whether it's catching, running, at any point, they can drop the ball. And how going 
to fix that. You can practice all day long. You're not going to fix that. Okay, Bob says receivers are not good. No coaching is going to change that. Your thoughts? I, I I disagree with that. I mean, you know, I think they're okay at receiver. I think coaching was an issue at that position. And as far as the development of certain guys, and I think that's being addressed. You saw them bring in two proven veteran receiver coaches in the league, one of which could be coming as, as part of this new uh, coaching staff. And the other thing I wanted to say on Hopkins, his last three years in Houston, he was first team all pro. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, no, so I don't think anyone's claiming that O'Brien, you know, didn't get a lot out of Hopkins. I think people are saying it ended really badly and they, he'd never come back because O'Brien's here. That's what I think people are, yeah, I, you know, I, commenting I on. The case. Well, I mean, and if it is the case, I don't care. I don't want the player. That That's exactly the kind of player that would scare me at that position. On the receiver thing, I, I, know, I know I'm in the wilderness. I've been saying it for two years. I like their receiver group. I think they're okay there. Of course, if they got a stud number one, I would take it. Sure, who wouldn't want it? But I, I don't think it's their top priority, and I think they have enough. I think they have enough there to be pretty good. I'd feel better about it if they had, you know, Jacoby Myers under contract or some sort of replacement. Oh, in. I'll feel different if, if Myers leaves, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, so from that standpoint, I don't feel like the caller feels like, you know, butterfingers, they can't fix that. Like, what's he talking about? I don't think that was it. The whole offense sucked. The coaching was the number one issue on that offense last year. Blake and Holden, what do you got, Blake? Yeah, so I'm a huge Alabama fan. I've missed a game in a long time, and I like this hire for the Patriots. But, but Don, you're way off when you say that that Bill O'Brien was pretty good last year. He really wasn't. The play calling was really bad, especially in the red zone. Nick Saban hates him. He wanted him out of town. So does Bryce Young. He's an overrated hire by the, by the Patriots. Okay. Did Saban want him out of town? I don't know. I mean, you know, look hey, – any place, especially at Alabama, if things don't work, if they don't win the national championship, they're going to come after somebody. Right. As, it ain't going to be Saban. And when you say doesn't work, that place as defined by one loss, two. Right. In this case. Two on the two, last play On the, the final game. play. Yeah. One was a blocked field goal. What is it? Wasn't a uh, – or a wobbler. Like Tennessee uh, hit a knuckleball field goal on the last play. I can't remember how they lost the other one. Uh, was it LSU in uh, on a touchdown pass or I something? I think so. Yeah, it was a two-point play, wasn't it? I can barely remember. Okay, so Alabama doesn't like them. Is that why you shouldn't hire him? No. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if you feel that way, you feel that way. But, like, that's your criteria? Alabama didn't like him. And Alabama fans called Paul Feinbaum on him. That's why you shouldn't hire him? I mean, is, if, if, if that's what you believe, fine. That's what you believe. It's a bad sign if you call him Feinbaum. Matt in New Bedford, go. Uh, first of all, uh, Greg, I, your segment is uh, every every Tuesday is absolute must-listen radio. Um, but... What I need, you 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 didn't report it, but you mentioned it um, either last week or a couple of weeks ago, that uh, there was massive dysfunction um, behind the scenes with the offensive coach, coaching staff. But you didn't go into any detail. Can you go into detail now? I absolutely need to hear what the hell was happening back there. I cannot give you further details. This is the type of stuff that comes out more when certain people are gone and people are freed up to talk. So, uh, yeah, there, I, there's, I guess there's stories. There was a reporter I was talking to off, you know, off the air. He said there's stuff that went on. It's worse than, than any of you thought. I can't report it, but it was worse than anyone thought. I'm like, dude, are we trying to sell newspapers or what? Find a way. <laughs> okay, well, so anyway, eventually it's going to come out, and at that point, Greg, you will then be able to confirm or deny, correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. 
but it's going to come. No, but he's Greg's right, though, that there, there's always a lag in this kind of stuff. You know, you need a little distance from it until people start spewing. <laughs> the spewing is coming. I mean, look at, uh, look at what happened with the Red Sox when they would go down the tubes, and all of a sudden, you know, a month later, after everybody's fired and things like that, all of a sudden these reports come well, out. I know it was great, especially here. It, it, it's a there's a ma- Bill has fostered a massive cover your ass culture and a massive that was my call culture, and it starts with him. We practiced that on Friday, and Bill has fostered this culture where that was my call. We practiced that. Uh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. It all seeps out behind the scenes. How do you know about the Mac Jones stuff? How do we know that Mac Jones was calling around? Okay. H- how do we know that? That he was calling around the league and that upset the Pats coaches? Do you think Mac Jones is releasing that? Do you think his side's releasing that? Or is it the coaches that have been made to look bad here? Who might? And I just think it's been going on for a long time. And it's just part of Bill's insecurity because he doesn't, he's not up, he's not out front about this stuff, but he still wants his messaging out there. And all the people on his staff sort of operate the same way. And so it's coming. I'm looking forward to it. I can be patient. We got a long offseason. Take your time with this dirt, but it's coming. Because this guy has to let everyone know that wasn't my fault. And the other guy needs to know, well, that wasn't my fault. So it's coming. And it, this is what you get with Bill Belichick. Of course, it's coming. Can I interject one thing yes. really quickly? Uh, Bill O'Brien's two losses, or Alabama's two losses, 52 to 49. <laughs> okay, does that sound like the no, so was, bad was exactly 13 to 10? Okay, the other one was 32 31 in overtime. So that was the Tennessee game. Right. So it's not like they didn't score. Like, let's not be ridiculous. No, no, he sucked. Yeah, it's apparently, no, he does uh, No, the, the calls were very questionable. All right, we're going to do three up, three down from divisional weekend with Bedard right after the update. What do Belger and Maz think of Belger and Maz? The sin, the crime, the mistake. It's not even funny. It's Belger and Maz on 98.5 The Sports Zone. It just bothers me. And now it's time for three up. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from bostonsportsjournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Belger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, let's do it from Divisional Weekend here. It's time for Three Up, Three Down with Greg Bedard, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game. With a triple distilled, triple cast matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Of course, Anthony Maserati weighs in as well. Who's your number one star from Divisional Weekend, Greg? Joe Burrow. I just thought he, look, the Bills played crappy defense. I didn't like their approach at all. But I thought that Burrow made it look really easy. And, you know, for him to go into Buffalo in those conditions and and make it look as easy as it was, it's just it's very impressive. Fred Warner, San Francisco 49ers. I thought he was a freaking stud in that game. Twelve tackles, an interception running all over the field. That team's about defense. That guy's why does every team in the playoffs feel like have a good linebacker? Except the Patriots don't have any. We're going to circle back to this in a minute but the Fred Warner play that stood out to me is he you know I assume it was like a Tampa two call where that middle linebacker has to cover the deep middle 
and he turned around and ran 20 yards down the field and defended. I think it was C.D. Lamb. It was C.D. Lamb. Between the seams on a, you know, like that's the linebacker's responsibility, but it's always like a ridiculous ask when the receiver's running down the middle there and the middle linebacker has to turn on his heels and go get that guy, and he got that guy. It's like, holy crap. That the Patriots a- used Kyle Duggar to do that. He <laughs> used a safety. And he can't cover. Right. Yeah. Fred Warner's a missile. I love that guy. <laughs> All right. Number two. Travis Kelsey. I mean, he was unstoppable in that game. I mean, wonderful job by the Jaguars defense coordinator. I mean, how do you come into that game and not just say, <laughs> we're going to stop this guy? And you can't say that it's you can't stop him. I mean, even look at the the Raiders in the first matchup against the Chiefs, who they stink on defense. And Kelsey didn't do, yes, he had four touchdowns. Like, I think he had four catches for four touchdowns and like 16 yards. But between the 20s, he wasn't. A factor you have to make the the Chiefs beat you in another way. I also had Kelsey second. I mean, none of it works in Kansas City for Kansas City in that game with Chad Henney at quarterback. If you don't have Kelsey, third star from divisional weekend, Greg Fred Warner. I mean, he's just unbelievable in the middle of that defense. And and you know Dre Greenlaw, the other guy. I mean, they are incredible. Like when you say like people like to say the Patriots are a highly rated defense and this and that. Like, watch the 49ers. Like, that's a that's a true top defense. Well, let's get to this now, then. Their de- their linebackers are awesome. And by the way, I had Burrow third. So and their defensive line is better. And Okay, but on Fred Warner, how did the Niners get Fred Warner? 2018 third-round pick. Hmm. 2018. Third, what, do you remember the number that he went by any chance? I don't have that. Okay, but anyway, 2018, was that? No, it was a good draft for the Patriots. I was going to say, was that the... Isaiah Wynn, Sony Michelle. Yes, indeed. Sure mm-hmm. was, yep. And then was it Duke Dawson in the third? Yep. That is correct. In the second. Ooh, sorry, second. Uh, Warner was the 70th pick overall. Oh, my God. And the Patriots went Isaiah Wynn, Sony Michelle, Duke Dawson there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you like DK Metcalf, oh, no, sorry. That, that, was, that was a different draft. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry, the, got the, that wrong. Three duds, three biggest donkeys from Divisional Weekend. Uh, number one, Greg? Sean McDermott. I mean, the Bills just, from the get-go, they didn't have a chance to win the game. I mean, they didn't come in with a plan. They just, really, you're going to play zone against Burrow? And, you know, their offensive approach was just basically like Josh Allen is just going to have to, you know, pull everything out of his backside. I mean, the the Bills just went into that game and did not have a winning approach. McDermott basically said, we're going to do what we do. And you can't win against good teams in this league like that. You just can't. Dak Prescott, I thought he sucked. He cost the Cowboys that game. You know, turned the ball over twice, missing throws. Looked like he was crapping his pants half the time. Uh, you know, really, I, I thought with the way he played the week before, I thought you know, Dallas can win this game if, as long as P- Prescott protects the ball. He didn't. Number two, Doug Greg. Dak. Cowboys win that game if Dak's just average in that game. If he takes care of the ball... I thought the Cowboys had a great plan. The 49ers couldn't really do much offensively. They bottled up McCaffrey. They didn't give up many big plays. And it was there for the Cowboys to win. The Pollard injury really hurt them, but the Prescott injury just, I mean, his performance just killed them in that game. Josh Allen, again, now this ties into McDermott, obviously, but he was under 60% completion. He didn't have a touchdown pass. He threw a pick. His rating was 68.1. He didn't even run well in the game. I mean, you got a, a guy who is that kind of weapon, and he shows up and plays like that in a big game at home? Brutal. Okay, third dud. 
Mike Caldwell, the Jaguars defensive coordinator. I mean, I didn't like the plan coming in with Kelsey, and then Henny comes into the game, and you don't adjust, and Mahomes is compromised, and you don't adjust to what you're doing. You make a – just go after those guys. I mean, what do you have left to lose? And I didn't think he adjusted at all either. Dalton Schultz, Cowboys. Oh, good one. You jackass. Like, seriously, get your feet down and know the rule. When you get pushed back – even under two minutes late in the game, the clock keeps running. He killed them on that drive, and I'm not telling you they would have won. I'm just saying those two plays, they both should have been co- uh, completions that stopped the clock. Neither one of them was. So uh, Greg uh, wrote us, uh, in watching this weekend, he says, I couldn't help uh, but think of how much the Patriots absolutely vomited in the 2018 draft, which is the single biggest reason why this team does not have enough talent. Those guys should be in their primes right now, meaning they could have had Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, and either Fred Warner or Shaq Leonard. If you're a perennial contender like that, Jackson takes over for Brady in 2020. Instead, they took Isaiah Wynn, Sony Michelle, and Duke Dawson. Anything need to be added to that, Greg? No. I mean, that that is the single biggest reason, that draft, on why the Patriots are where they are and why they had to go into free agency and spend all that money. It was because... They had that capital, the two first-round picks, the second-round pick, and they just, you know, you could say, okay, if they hit on one, fine. I mean, they just whiffed on all three of them in terms of being franchise cornerstone-type players. I would add, I would like to add a second biggest reason to that draft, and that is the 2019 draft, which also <laughs> sucked. That was Nikhil Harry, Jawan Williams, Chase Winovich, Yodney oh. Kajust. Blech. Damian Harris came out of that draft. He was okay, but again, what are you getting there? Jarrett Stidham, who they gave up on, and now it looks pretty good with the Raiders. Jake Bailey, who quit on them. Like, whoa, what a disaster that draft ended up being. Okay, more thoughts on uh, O'Brien and what he could be bringing with him and just how far away are the Patriots from these teams now that they presumably have a real offense behind, uh, not presumably, legitimately, a real offensive coordinator. Do that in the long commercial-free segment next. Get ready for more Felger and Maz on the Sports Hub. Felger and Maz continues on the Sports Hub. How much is the Bill O'Brien thing tied to all the smoke that's been going on really for more than a month now about the idea that Brady would come back here? Do do they feel like they have a better chance to get Brady back here if Bill O'Brien's here? What are you doing? Do you really think this is worth your time, your breath? I, I'm just saying, like, it seems like Brady really has an interest in, in Bill O'Brien as, as someone he does? that would make it easier for him to, yeah, Where's to this keep playing. From? Where's yeah, this really? coming from? Yeah, really? I haven't heard anything about this. Me what, neither. What, what the hell what is this? What are you this? talking about? Didn't you guys read the story in Tampa that, that, that was no. down there about Bill O'Brien potentially coming there? This was before Leftwich was even fired, that they were sniffing around Bill O'Brien because they thought it would give him a better chance. With Brady, I think some of these teams think if they get Bill O'Brien, maybe they can get Brady too, that it ups their chance. And do you think the Patriots are one of those teams? I do, yes. Bedard loves that one. Why does that bug you, Greg? Why does it bug you? Because I tried not to deal in fantasy football. I tried to deal in reality and why on earth would anybody want that to happen outside of the crafts? Like you really think Bill is going to say, yeah, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. I ran Tommy off. What if it's not his call? What if he lost the right? What if he lost his, his right to make the calls on uh, offensive 
coaching and quarterbacking because he's blown his last couple of calls on that. And Kraft said, you know what? When it comes to offensive coach and quarterback, you're out. Yeah, Greg. As soon as I have any sort of uh, decent evidence that that is, in fact, the case, that Bill's not still basically running stuff. Oh, wait, wait a minute. You think Bill O'Brien was totally Bill's call? I think it was largely his call. At the really? End of the day. You think if Kraft wasn't hovering over his shoulder that Bill would have made this move? What was his alternative? If it were totally up to Bill, if he owned the team, he'd run it back with Dingleberry. No, no. He, yes. he knew, and I told you this, he knew the second half of the season, he understood that he screwed this up and that he needed to fix it and that this was his fault. He won't come out and say that, of course, but uh, he realized that, that he, he screwed this whole thing up. So what I would say, Greg, is, you know, when you said other than the Crafts, who wants it? Whose opinion other than the Crafts matters if they want it? Uh, you Bill follow me? And the, Bill and the quarterback. You think that Tom wants to come back here So I'm not, at all? I, I'm not talking about from his part, from his end of it. I'm not. Because that's not the, that. I'm interested in the Patriots potentially wanting it. That interests me. Uh, and that, I, you know, I'd rather talk about. I don't think Brady would want to come back. But let's just talk about the if the Patriots are want to do that, that says a lot of things. That says how they feel about Mac Jones. It says how they feel about... If that's the case, they should have fi- fired Belichick. I mean, that's what you're saying. Like, they backed the wrong horse. They made a mistake. We're going to rectify it. Bill O'Brien's head coach, Gerard Mayo's defensive coordinator, we're bringing Brady back. Bye, Bill. I don't do think that. I don't think that's horrible. Me neither. I mean, I don't well, think it's happening. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want Brady back. But, but if, if you but, wanted to get Brady back, I don't think that that's a deterrent. But the next step, Greg, one half step removed from that scenario is. I, I don't agree with that part of it either. Well, but Gasper's just putting together puzzle pieces from stuff that he's read. Uh, in other he talks to people. Come on. He uh, no, but the, the step removed that you said, what they just do that is Bill O'Brien, head coach, Gerard Mayo, defensive coordinator, Tom Brady, quarterback. The next step is, Bill, you stay on in the CEO role and you're going to oversee the defense and you'll get your record. We don't have the balls to fire you anyway. So you just hang on in that role and it'll be O'Brien and Brady on that side of the ball. And uh, Gerard Mayo is going to be elevated. He's the next guy and everyone can see it. And this is sort of the next step. Like, I don't think it's super realistic either. But what what I don't get is actually the more there is you two. I'm talking to why freaking frack over here. Why? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. You don't like Mac Jones, right? You don't think he's good. Yeah, I don't sucks. love Mac Jones. Okay, so at least Greg is a Mac Jones guy, which okay, he wants to go forward with Mac Jones. That's yeah, what, I want to see. Yeah, what he has. I got it, and actually, so am I. But it, just work with me here. You guys don't like Mac Jones, right? Correct. So you'd rather have Mac Jones here playing than Tom Brady? No, I'd rather have someone in either. No, 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 no. Mac Jones or Tom Brady? Uh, I'll stick with Jones. Yeah, so like the, that's I mean, I just, suppose Brady, but that's you're just a, being spiteful. Not, no, I'm, you're not, being, I'm not you're being, being irrational. spiteful. I'm just Brady's going to be 46. Like, I, I know you think he, that he's he, still better than Mac Jones. OK, but again, like I, I'm done with these Band-Aid solutions for the Patriots. You know, Brady's the year after he'll be 47 at some point. Yeah, have a young guy gonna, behind him. He's going to fall down and break his hip. A young and guy. that's what's going to happen. And I just people. refuse to acknowledge it because it's not realistic because he's on a rookie quarterback contract and they wouldn't do that and pay a guy that's 46. And Mac Jones isn't going to sit behind him because he's already been a baby about how things went last year. I'm he'd, just, force him, he'd, he'd try to get traded. I'm just done with Brady. I don't think he's as good as you do anymore. I yeah. don't. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Brady. I hope he ends up in Vegas with the Raiders, but I just think that 
You know, you need a lot of things going around Brady at this point in his career. He needs really good protection. He needs a good running game, and he needs weapons. And I don't think the Patriots are there yet. And I think it's, you're setting up for another, uh, you know, lay Miz. Brady's just miserable the whole season 2019 type well, of thing. So, no, not that thing, because he wouldn't come back if that's what it was going to be. He'd be at that's peace. That's why he won't come back. Okay, so then he won't. But, I'm, but that's not... Just because he hated it here at the end or he looked bad last year does not portend the future. I agree. Like it's so if he came back he would want to be here. So the attitude would be different. And he was checked out last year, which is his fault. Like I blame him for it. But be that as it may, he he was not invested last year. Mm-hmm. So if 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 he put more into it, I have every reason to believe he would look better. He would also be on a better coach team. And I know that sounds weird how poorly coached they were last year. It's still better than what was going on in Tampa. Maybe the whole time down in Tampa. I don't think it's all that realistic either, but it's really more just an exercise about what you want, you know, and what the Patriots would want. And if it comes down to that, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make zero sense to me. And also, yes, they, you know, they wouldn't pay the guy. I don't know. Maybe things are changing. As Mike Giardi wrote about the coaching thing, and, you know, uh, he says, the Patriots have zeroed in on Adrian Clem to join the staff. Impressive first interview obviously leads to a second. He'll be expensive, though. He makes somewhere around a million dollars at Oregon. Bill O'Brien not coming cheap either. Continued change in business philosophy this winter. Continued change in business philosophy this winter. Good. Okay, so, I don't know. Does that include what you pay the quarterback? Well, look again. I mean, Mike, I, look, I'd be stunned too. But anyway, just for your perusal. Yeah. So again, I, I just I don't I don't look at Brady the same way you do anymore. I, I and this has nothing to do with the last game per se. At one point during the middle of the regular season, I said yeah, Brady looked old. I mean, they went into San Francisco. They got absolutely bludgeoned in that game. They lost that game thirty-five to three. They got freaking killed. Brady going back home got killed in San Francisco. I just think the guy's deteriorating. And I think there's every chance that you bring him back here, and it's not good. It's as mediocre as mediocre can be, and you're not that much different than you were a year ago. So I'm just not doing that with a 46-year-old guy. I'm not. I think they'd be good. But that's, again, we're just guessing. And we have a d- difference of opinion. Uh, I, I know you guys are out. Greg's for sure out. Yep. At, le- at least he likes Mac Jones. Well, he's a fool for that. <laughs> if you don't like Mac Jones and you don't want Br- – like, Okay. I just want to see. I want to see Mac Jones in a functional adult NFL offense for a second season, and then we could tell. And it's all setting up. You know, the the side card of this whole thing is now the pressure's on Mac Jones. Oh yeah! Now you got the coordinator. You got the system. Like you can't complain. You can't do what you did last year. Like, and and I assume in some fashion. They're going to get him a little bit more weaponry, and now it's setting up for a year three, sort of like what they did with Tua in Miami. Let's see if you're worthy of it. Okay, I promise. Yes, Maz, you you have another thing to say? Oh, no, I think Jones is going to get exposed next year. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Your call's after Murray's 90-second update, no commercials.